I think the only time I would buy watch other than just to tell me time is if I know that the value of the watch is going to go higher exactly, in the future. Exactly. And I don't yeah. really care about the brand as much. But if I know that this piece is a collector's item or yeah. something like that. I love collecting. I love collecting watches. Like I would know, just like collect would that and I'll be like, yep. Yeah. I want to never make this wear it or as nothing, an huh? You, I can't you can wear, wear it, it at home, like if you're having yeah. a party or something like that, like a house party. Yeah, yeah I mean, don't, yeah. Don't take it outside. Don't take it outside, no way. Moving on, we have Glashut Original at number eight. What the fuck now, is I'm that? Now, I'm not sure about Glashut Original. I've not heard much about this. It's not a bad brand. Glashut is one of the few brands that really stand out in the German luxury industry. Yeah. Um, they're arguably one of the most understated um, which is why I guess we didn't know about this. Mm. Their watches have immaculately executed craftsmanship. Yeah, that's so true. Um, their ever popular Paino series are not just stunning, but very well made. I've not seen much of these. I'm going to have a look now and then, you know, I can maybe. I'm definitely giving this a solid eight as well. The, the reason why I'm going with this is so classic. It's it, even the way it's designed. So yeah. if you notice, it's not um, symmetrical. Look at that. Yeah. So the way to design it, it's it seems simple and well designed, even though it's asymmetrical. Yeah. So that's why I'm giving it a solid eight. The fact that they can do that. Simple, but yet very effective mm. and beautiful. Yeah. From a non watch lover perspective that looks like a five-year-old watch yeah it does (laughs) but uh it does uh it does look like it's well made and yeah well crafted now number seven no surprise here omega Mm, uh, it it, i love omegas i'm not gonna lie more than rolexes yep so omega has been featured the seamaster watches yeah they've been featured in major films throughout the years yeah um, of course, James Bond, you know, it's like basically synonymous with James Bond, oh, the Omega brand. That could differ. Well, you know, it's, one of, it's so Bond. iconic for the James Bond character. Yeah, the recent James Bonds, but Rolexes were always uh, iconic to Sean Connery's. James oh, Bond. yeah, yeah, that. But If I were to say James Bond, I always think of Rolex, not mm-hmm. Omega. And by the way, Speedmaster Pro, which was on the wrist of Buzz Aldrin as he took his first steps on the lunar surface. Yeah. Oh, that's I mean the, the, had watch, the Omega watch. The famous line, one step for That's man. not him, but you know, All right. it's Buzz Aldrin. Right, right. All right, coming in at number six is Jaeger Le Colt. Jaeger Le Colt. Okay, these no, pieces it's not look... Jaeger Le Colt, it's Jaeger Le Coutre. Oh, really? Jaeger Le Coutre. All right. That sounds like some... This one? Yeah, I know I know the reason why he said Jaeger it's because of a Pacific Rim. Yeah. But it's actually Jaeger Le Coutre. So Jaeger Le Coutre is a Swiss luxury brand of watches that is highly respected. Uh, many believe it is to be one of the best luxury watch manufacturers and arguably one of the most vertically integrated prestigious makers of watches. Now uh, one of the reasons, as it's mentioned, is because they produce their own movements in-house. Yeah. As well as many of their components in-house. So the reason why they say this is because many watch brands nowadays, they share movements. What does that mean? Uh, 
basically like what I can equate it to is, you know, Qualcomm? What is Snapdragon. Snapdragon. Qualcomm. Oh, Qualcomm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know how they just distribute their chips to Android manufacturers, smartphones, right? And then a lot of different people use it. Yeah, but whereas Apple designed their own chips. Yeah, yeah. So that's Charger Lecouture. They designed their own in-house movements okay. instead of sharing it with other people. Right. A lot of watch companies that say they're luxury sometimes don't do that mm-hmm. just to save money on costs and R&D. But a lot of high-end luxury watchmakers do spend that effort on making in-house movements of their own. And with Jaja Lecoutre, or JLC, people do call it JLC as well. JLC. Um, the most famous one is this watch. It's a square-based watch. And I think it's called the Reverso. The reason why I call it Reverso is because uh, when people were playing polo, I think, Back in the day, um, their watches would get damaged by the sticks. Mm-hmm. So, Jaget Le Coutre re- invented the reverser so it can be protected while they were playing the sport. They were playing. So, all they oh. had to do is twist it backwards, and that's where the history behind that reverser came in. Me, I'm not a fan of, not a big fan of square watches. You know, I feel like they look a bit tacky. But uh, yeah, I can appreciate the history of that. That's uh, pretty cool. Now, before we move on, Raja, what's your number for Omega? What's your rating? And what's your rating for JLC? I'll give the Omega a 7 because it's massively produced. Even though it looks good, it's still better than Rolex, okay? Yeah. Jaja Lecoutre has to be an 8. Number 5, Ulysse Nardine. Or Ulysse Nardine. I don't know if I'm... Again, I don't know if I'm saying any of these right. But, um, so in 1846... Ulysse Nardine opened its manufacture. At the time, it was not more than a watch stand, but soon became one of the powerhouses in the industry. Um, so they basically focus on minimalist designs and yeah. stuff, I believe. Yeah, they do that. Um, it looks, I don't know, it looks, I would say the perfect word is eccentric. Eccentric? Yes, I don't want to call it weird, that's derogatory, and I don't want to call it, I don't know complicated as well it's just eccentric it's not something that uh, you normally expect from a watch per se it's yeah i don't know uh what's your rating on the Ulysse? It, it's very uh design heavy i'd say than it is um i, I always I love a good um watch that they're that they actually put effort into mm. instead of trying to make it look the same and stuff i don't know with you least not in, I would give it maybe a six or a seven. Okay, okay. So, yeah, number four, we've got Blancpain, established in 1735. They have contributed much to the advancement of watchmaking techniques and produced watches containing some of the most complicated movements. Mm-hmm. It's a pioneer in creating diving watches with iconic uh, 50 Fathoms timepiece. The world's first ever diver's watch. Wow. Yeah, that's cool. Now, I did not mm-hmm. expect a, a watch to be specifically made for divers, but... Uh, and in the wait, top brands. You do realize most of the watches are made for divers, right? What do you mean by that? You know the Rolex Submariner? Yeah. That was a diving watch. Okay, okay. And many more have started to do like diving watches after that. Like, 
because divers needed to know when to clock out because of lack of oxygen and stuff. Right. So that's where the diving watch designs came in. I was not aware of this. You learn something new every day. Like even the GMT as well. It's based off of dive watches. Nice. That's interesting. Now, what's based off the look and based off uh, what's being said about about his history? I don't know if you've ever physically enc- encountered a blanc pan. No, I, I'm I'm too poor for that. To oh, okay. Right. Man. So, what's your rating for that? Uh, looks good. I would give it a. I don't know. I think I would definitely wear one of these two. Um, a function or something like that. Yeah. Seems, seems like something that's worth it. Yeah. Yeah. It looks it looks generic, but they do complicated movements. You said. Yeah. Hopefully they make their own movements. Um. So maybe I'll give it an eight again or an eight point five. Okay. Yeah. Like it's not bad. I would wear this out. Yeah. Yeah. Now number three. No surprises here. Order Mars Paget. Oh yeah, that's that's a nine. That's, that's what's hot right now, yeah, right? That's, that's, a, that's uh, one of the luxury rents that's actually popping like crazy. Yeah. Why you would know? you rate that a nine? Every rapper wants this. Every you know, anybody worth you know oh, something. Oh, that looks good. That's the watch that they the want to get. Royal Oak is the reason why people want this watch. It it's the Royal Oak collection. That's the watch that I see in my dreams. That's the watch that appears and speaks to me. <laughs> this is a nine. I definitely, if I am go- going to want to watch, it's something like this. It looks like a tank. Yeah. So, number two, Vacheron Constantin. Oh yeah, that's a solid ten. Have you have you seen those watches? I have not. Again, uh, it looks like some of these have the square. Um, like it's like a rounded square um, type of watches, which is not this, my favorite. But this watch is part of the Holy Trinity. Oh, the Holy Trinity? No, yeah. I like the this is, one better. This is the, the watch Oak. Trinity right here. What is the Holy Trinity? I think it's a uh, Vacheron Constantine. Yeah. Um, Patek Philippe. Ooh. And I forgot the other one. It's not a Rolex, by the way. Oh, okay. I don't think so. Vacheron uh, Constantin. Okay, I don't, I don't um, love it, but I don't hate it either. This it's is uh, yeah, Audemars Piguet. Yeah, Audemars Piguet. So there is other three: Audemars Piguet, Patek, Patek Philippe, and Vacheron Constantin. What's your uh, What's your rating on Vacheron? Oh, solid ten. Solid ten. Yeah, I like those watches. They do. They look really good. Yeah made their own movements everything there's history to it as well all right so coming up to number one in the luxury watches list drum rolls please and this is you know is it is a pp it is it is what you said patek philippe taking the number one spot patek philippe now um (laughs) patek philippe is known for inventing the very first wristwatch yes all right so patek philippe and co has become a top watchmaker and is one of the most sought after in the world yes and you know no um top 10 list can be made of luxury watches without including patek philippe yeah in one way or another and so i think if i was rating this i would definitely give this a 10 because of the value the prestige as well as the designs i think this is one of those watches that has everything yeah 
you know, the story, the history, the, um, the so value. Have, uh, the have you ever heard of the perpetual calendar? So it had the um, months, the dates, and it also has the uh, day and night as well, movement. No that was one, that's one of the best designs they've ever done. And for that reason, I, I'm giving Pacific Philippe like they were, I think they were the first few iconic ones as well. The day-night movement. Yeah. Essentially, that's the reason why I'm giving Patek Philippe a 10 out of 10. Watch. would you start your collection off with, Raja? I initially thought of the Orient Bambino, but then I realized the Bambino doesn't have a sapphire crystal. Uh, it has mineral glass, which makes it prone to scratches. Okay. Then I thought of um, the Seiko. Seikos are good, but... It looks shit when you compare it to Grand Seiker, mm -hmm. um, which is a tier above. So, essentially, I'm starting off my watch collection with a Hamilton. This concludes our podcast. It's great that you have made it to the end. Like what you heard today? We would really appreciate it if you shared it with your friends and family. Thanks again for tuning in. See you next time.